Okay, uh-huh. dating series number five billion and <laughs> well, 35. you lost count. Lost count already. But well, this number is, uh, ten. This okay, is number ten. Number ten. <laughs> what guys won and what girls? Uh, what girls won? So last week, just to recap, we started off breakout rooms. So we had the girls in their breakout room, then the guys. So. The, gu- the girls had a few questions to the guys that they wanted the guys to focus on and hopefully answer t- today, tonight. And the same with the guys. So who do we start with? Girls, guys? Just pick. Don't they say ladies first? I don't know. Ladies first. <laughs> ladies okay. first. So we're going to get started with the girls. Um, I guess, Natasha, would you like to get started and represent <laughs> So the I guess the guys wanted us to discuss... Like when you're going on a first date, what makes you actually say no or yes? Let's see. Um, What makes you decide to agree to go on a second date? And we said that attraction, connection, and compatibility are what the three things that we would be looking for if we want to go on a second date. Say that again. Attraction, something, compatibility. Say that again. Connection and compatibility. Attraction, connection, compatibility. Okay. I like it. I have a question. Um, Perhaps, and it's probably because the words all have similar meanings, but I'm curious if you had a specific idea in mind of the difference between connection and compatibility, or if those were just kind of the same thing when you guys discussed it. Um, Well, I think that I mean, attraction is obviously obvious. We got that one there. But then connection is, compatibility is like shared values. And then connection, I think, is more of just, it's something that's often nonverbal too. It's just like there when you just feel like, um, you know, when you go on a date and you're searching for the next question to ask them, or you can see in their eyes that they're literally just thinking of what's next, what should I ask next? When you're having good conversation, you don't see that in their brain like, oh, no, what should I ask next? So I think that's generally what it is, is like you just start talking and you don't feel like you're having this filtered, like weird conversation. You're just it just flows more easily. Um, I think that would be connection. You're talking about free flowing banter. Basically, that's something that can come like like from both guys and girls. It just depends on how cool you are with making conversation based on just about anything. And I think that honestly comes with practice. I know that sounds bad, but I think the more dates you go on, the better you become at just like keeping up a conversation, keeping up the flow of a conversation, knowing which types of questions to ask people. And I think guys can often feel that pressure probably of like, oh, what do I ask her next? What do I, what do we talk about? But I think if a guy's really passionate about something and can like explain it, let's say you really like video games, like explain it, but explain it in a way that's relatable to the person. And I think on both both sides, boys and girls, like if you ask questions, it ends up being a better conversation. I think also, can I add to that? Yeah, yeah, um, I'm just talking. I'm literally babbling. No, it's okay. Um, I think also like the conversation should be a conversation, not just 20 questions and like answering it back and forth. So it flows and it doesn't have to be necessarily getting to know the basics of you of just like what you actually have in common and your thoughts. Like that's it, plain and simple. You know, if it doesn't turn into a simple conversation that is redirected into more conversation rather than 20 questions, I think that's a key factor. 
That's a hundred percent right. Because I think I went on a, like a phone date or a FaceTime date a couple of weeks ago. And he just started asking me like spitfire questions where it was like, what's your favorite Starbucks order? And like, what are your pet peeves? And then he asked me like, what are my pet peeves? And then he just started answering his own question, telling me his pet peeves. And I was just like, I'm not doing this again. Like there was, I was like 30 minutes. Okay. Time to go. So I think that generally like that you can read the signs. If you're not, if you ask a question, then you're answering your own question. It's not going to work well. Um, And 20 questions is not a fun game to play. Yes, it is. Unless they're like funny questions, but like, I don't know. Some guy asked me if I was, well, what kind of vegetable would I be? You want to try that one? I mean, okay, no, that's I, pretty I get funny. What you mean. It was you mean. funny, actually. It makes you think. What was your answer? I'm curious. Oh, it's so pretentious. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be radicchio, which is like an Italian vegetable, of course. Oh, uh, you'd be a leek. <laughs> okay. Um, you guys want to move on to something else because we're just chatting away. Um, let's see. The guys wanted us to discuss. Um, also, by the way, if any of the girls, because Natasha is obviously doing a great job and representing you, but it should be a conversation. So please jump in at any point and say what you want to say. You know, that's that would be. Can I ask? Um, can I ask a question to everyone? I just want to ask a question. What do you think would happen um, if you have? Is this possible? Is it possible to have a first date with a really cool guy who's sociable? Um, he gets the social scene. He's super cool in business. Um, and he'll get your attraction and he'll get your conversation, but not necessarily all those people are the best. Would you agree that not necessarily all those people are the best people to actually, uh, live an entire life with? Not always. Sometimes they could be, but just because they're giving off a great impression in the first time. Uh, that just means that they have certain social skills that gets them. Maybe they have ego problems. Maybe they have um, uh, controlling issues that they they are very empowering. So, okay, they're great. That means they're really good in business and they'll be really good in certain areas of life. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be the best husband. I'm just throwing this out there. This is the first thought that comes to my mind is, hey, okay, you've got this cool guy who knows how to you know, do the talk, walk the look, you know, do the looks and, and, and get, walk the talk. I don't know what they say. Right. But he can get you and, and he's just, walk, he knows everything. He's, yeah. His haircut is to the point, you know, these guys, perfect haircut, his pants are just made. It looks like if he would have it a tiny bit tighter, it would, um, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. If it was any wider, it Wait, wouldn't work. Is everything about him is perfect. Rabbi, I don't understand the question. Are you saying, what are you saying? I'm saying... <laughs> Well, um, are you just going to keep describing Ben Malak the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Listen, guys, we have some. I literally of the- just texted Ben that. I said, that's you. <laughs> okay, to the point. We're going to get to that the point, amazing. so we're not wasting time. So okay, that was my, my point is that do you, do you think that through a first date, somebody who can actually give you a great impression means that he's going to be a great husband in the future? And oh, is there a chance that people are turning away? This is just a general question. I'm not giving an answer to this. But is there a chance that people are turning away from the right one 
from a, a kind husband, a good husband, because they're looking for the cool, savvy guy that could just know how to talk. I mean, that's entirely possible. Depends on like how many, how many, uh, depends on how insecure you are and how focused you are, as we've been talking about for the last 10 or so weeks. I mean, is it to do with insecurity or is it to do with a certain style of personality? I think that's a question to the girls, no? Um, What if you get like bored from like the, the average guy? And like the other one is more exciting, even though you know that like it's not the best for long term. Exactly. That's my question. This is this is exactly what I'm trying to get to is, okay, you've got this cool guy, but who says that that coolness is looking at a long term picture? You know, Rabbi, it's hard to differentiate it. I'll be honest with you. (laughs) Right. Okay. It is a difficult thing. Mm-hmm. Can can the boring guy have good conversation? Because that's an important part. I mean, like if the cool guy has all the talking and you're having this great time with him and the other guy, he's got all these other great qualities and you know he'd be a kind husband, but you can't have a good conversation with him oh, or you don't feel bad. a... Yeah, I'm, I'm not talking about a guy like that, you know, but... You know, I'm just I'm just giving off this idea of the certain people that are very socially perfectional uh they're they're brilliant socially but it doesn't guarantee that they're going to be the best husband i think another thing to look for on a first date is authenticity it's are they you have to judge are they being an authentic person with you are they trying to put up this front do they can they be human can they Still I honestly like it. Yeah, yeah you know, I mean I, I personally like the word authenticity over the word connection because connection is only one date. How do I know? Maybe he's got some really good skills hidden up his sleeve. Um, authenticity is a much greater indicator on a first date than connection. It's just is anyone feeling this getting what no, I'm no, saying? I think I think you're right. And some guys are really good at playing like uh, playing games or playing a certain persona when they go on the first few dates um but then like obviously it's something that you see over time like just giving anything time i know that's a little bit vague and maybe not the answer everyone was looking for but like just giving it time and spending more yeah. i don't want to say i don't want to be redundant doing more things and experiencing more things with a person kind of gives you an idea of who they are but i feel just like so everyone knows i don't play games <laughs> uh, good guy ben malad <laughs> He ticked the boxes. Wait, what kind of games? All right. <laughs> so the guys also wanted the girls to discuss if they if we had a good time and good chemistry and it ended really well. Why would you say you want to just be friends the next day? What changed? Generally, I would think that that means that you might have thought that there was a lot of chemistry there, but there wasn't. Um, because... <laughs> If there was, then the girl wouldn't say the next day they just want to be friends. They would want to be more than friends, obviously. I think that's just, and it happens with girls too. There's often times you go on a date and you think that the guy is going to be crazy about you and text you the next day and send you flowers or whatever. And then you get ghosted or you get a, you know, like very minimal texting. They call it breadcrumbing, just kind of keeping you along, pulling you along a little bit. Um, Mm, and then they just kind of drop off and that means he wasn't that into you either time out time out time out time out all right dan you're you're in this message must have been lost in translation but you literally wrote in the question 
do not say that you actually weren't into the guy. Like just trust, right? Because there are like that's obviously the the right answer, right? But also the easy answer. There are scenarios where you just basically the person that asked this question, I fully trust their read on the situation. And I really do believe that the girl was actually excited about it and was actually into him. And that person shared facts that made it very clear that the girl was interested in him at the time. Why like, doesn't he just beyond, ask the girl? Great question. Beyond a reasonable doubt. So he can't ask the girl. I believe he did ask the girl actually. Uh, or no, no, no. Whatever. That was what we suggested in the man house, man cave. Uh, but there are obviously things that that would cause that could cause a girl to be into it during the date, during uh, the date and not into it later, which I think would be helpful for this person or anyone else thinking that to hear. For example, like maybe the girl is closed off and she's worried about, you know, being hurt by someone that she really likes. So she might be scared and say like, you know, maybe I'm just going to focus on, my job or like whatever it is. Right. That's one example. Another example is that she could be talking to someone else and she decided to, you know, get serious with that person or whatever. Right. Those are two examples. I could think of more, but the point is to hear it from. Yeah. The person who asked this, the person who brought this up in the man house, as Dan said, made it like super clear that this person was like into that utterly shocked. Yeah. So like assume the girl herself was like, yeah, I'm going to see you again, right? We'll do this again. Then what happened? But more than just that, like, because that, again, that could be just like, she's just saying that to be nice. Just trust us that she okay. was actually into him and then things changed. So I can tell you, he, maybe he didn't text her. Maybe he didn't ask her, hey, text me when you get home so I know you got home okay. Maybe he didn't say the next day. Maybe he didn't follow up with her and text her something so that she'd know that there was a connection continuing. If you waited a few days, like two or three days to text her after their date, she might've been like, you know what? This guy doesn't like me enough. I want someone who's more proactive. Or maybe he did text her and then she goes, oh, I'm afraid he's texting me too much. This seems like it's going to get too intense too quickly. My, my <laughs> look, whoever that happened to, I apologize that happened to you because if, someone says like I want to see you again I'll be like I wouldn't necessarily say like yes I want to see you again back you know you kind of have to be up front um but if they did have a great time and they were willing to see them again then maybe they were talking to someone else and got more excited about the other person or kind of what Natasha said like they were being a little bit bombarded because if someone's pulling up my phone after I just meet them then I get a little overwhelmed too so it could just be a few different things but I, I, think I personally wouldn't say I had a great time too if I wasn't willing to see them the second time. I think so that the that moral of the story is that there's a lot of intricacies when it comes to dating and like what you think about somebody. And yes, it's great that there's a connection and you're really into them, but that's not the only thing that people look for. Um, so, uh, yeah, they could have just left and been like, okay, well, that was great and I really like them, but, and then there's like a list of a million things that could be going on in her mind. 
And it could have to do with like cultural things. It could have to do with just like you talking to other people, but you're not going to know unless you ask them. And if you don't want to ask them or you can't ask them, you're just going to have to like deal with the fact that like they just didn't want to go on a second date. But as far as the whole situation with guys saying like a lot of times when guys leave a date, they'll ask and be like, Oh, I can't wait to see you for a second date. And girls are feel like we're put in this on the spot. And so we'll say, yeah, of course, because we're not going to be like, no, thanks. And then guys will take that as like, oh, my gosh. okay, so she said she's down for a second date. Then like we're going to go on a second date and it gives them hope. And then like we don't end up following up. So like don't base your judgments of how it went on did the girl agree to a second date. Because a lot of times we might say that because we feel like we're put on the spot. I will say that that is not what led this person to believe. Yeah, that's maybe not. This yeah. Is, maybe this person should. No, speak you guys, you guys are skirting around it, but okay, we'll take yeah, it. Okay, that's not. I you guys are skirting around the real answer. Hold yeah. up. No, no, you guys are breadcrumbing us with the real answer. I'm literally yeah. telling you. Like, well, this also sounds should. very situational too. Because yeah, exactly. It sounds very personal. Like, right. everyone has things going on in their life. Like, I don't know her. I don't know him. Like. I don't know. But the, the constructive thing would be to to come up with various examples of things that it could be to. Okay. I would imagine, right. Give us a real that, example. You want examples of when we say we're going to go on the date with you and then we just don't? Guys, guys, this I question is no. We're talking to other people. <laughs> right. You have done something that either like, as Natasha was saying, maybe he waited to text her. Or he blew up the phone. Or he blew up the phone. Or the other. (laughs) Maybe asked too soon for a second date. This is good. This is good. I think that girls sometimes are just as bad as guys. And because... Because (laughs) guys, sometimes it depends on the girl's mood and when yeah maybe she was in a bad mood maybe he got her no no, other way around when she was really upset maybe she really wanted him at one time so she was like oh yeah 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 i love you and then like the next day she's like you know treated the deed you know so she doesn't like like him as much anymore hold on yes mom (laughs) 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 obviously obviously it sounds silly but it's our group we Sorry, guys, I just got here. I came a little bit late. So are we talking about why girls say yes and then no to a second date? Yes. Yes. Hi, Becca. Hi, Becca. Be- Welcome on board. Thank Becca, you. you're, I'm going to repeat the question for you because you are insightful and will give a good answer. So it's worth it. So basically. Dan's not happy with our answer so far. Yeah. Actually, All right. Am, Dan, repeat the question. I am happy. I think he got some insights. And then she was done. I All right, Dan, repeat the question. But I, I want Becca to be able to contribute since she asked. So uh, the concept was the girl had a great time on the date, clearly expressed she had a great time on, on the date. And this is the hard part that's tough to conceptualize. But you have to trust that we got enough information from the guy who asked to know that this girl was actually into him and excited about him on the date. And then later... Uh, changed her mind and didn't want to go on a second date. So she was like really excited about it based on like, obviously based on physical and verbal cues uh, and then changed her mind. So 
we're looking for reasons why a girl could mm-hmm. be really into a okay. guy on the date, but then later not be into it. Okay. Got it. So have you ever in your life, not related to dating at all, made a decision about something before you thought about it fully? And then afterwards, when you thought about it more, realize that it's not exactly what you want just because you had more time to think and we're in a different type of environment? Yes. Yes. And there are various factors that led to that in various situations. So what could be factors in this situation? It could be a lot of things. It could be that maybe like there is like another guy who she feels like he's more in. Like, I don't think it usually is the case. It could be that for some reason she thought, you know, like I thought I was so interested, like when I was with him, but now that I'm not with him, I can think differently, like from a different perspective, like being just by myself, but not not having him right in front of me. Um, I don't know what all the other girls said, but but that's very I mean, there's, like there's you there's never one specific reason like there's so many reasons and I think most of it comes from the like the perspective you have when someone is in front of you and when you're in a certain moment and then afterwards when you have time on your own to think about it more deeply I think it also <laughs> has to do with the person's personal life too you have no idea what's going on in that person's head right oh also a lot of guys pressure girls to say yes to a second date this was like, a lot of guys already will say like oh okay well i mean just it's like clearly very important like there have been a lot of times where i've been on a date true. and a guy says so like i can't wait to see you again and what am i supposed to say to that it's true so the question but again uh, okay. we have enough information from this person okay no, that's not the case she was truly have, interested oftentimes we analyze with our friends afterwards too so right, it's not true. an oh it's not an only one person thing like i go on a date I'm going to talk to Becca right after that date, tell her every single detail about that date. Um, and then she's going to help me break down these details. We're going to examine whether this guy is really into me. Whether he, and if he's, I don't know, if he's like the man of my dreams or not, whatever, that's what women do. We break down the date afterwards with our friends and sometimes with 10 friends. So now we've got 10 different perspectives on the one date that we've went on. And now we're internalizing all of those friends' perspectives, even though they weren't on the date. So then we can make a decision about this guy based off of not only our own experience, but on our friends' opinions of our experience. But but it's not just that girls are like, you know, it's not that girls' friends are changing their minds. It's that a lot of times girls have to talk about things out loud to be able to understand what they're thinking. Yeah. Asking 10 people about... Hold up. Asking 10 people about a date sounds like a terrible idea. It means you have no idea what you're thinking. And it means like you can't even tell what the date went like yourself. Why, like, why do you need to do that? No, it's because we talk it out with other people. That's how we analyze. That's how we, that's we, how we understand how no, okay, we're all right. Why don't you talk it out with like one other person who knows you really well instead of 10 people? This makes no I, sense to me. Well, it's not always 10. That's how women I, work. Pick a number. I, it wasn't like an actual it, number. It's not just. Like, a, it's not specifically a religious number of ten. You have to understand. Make <laughs> a point from a guy's point of view. Let's say you go out with a girl and you had a great time. You thought it was the best date, and you feel like she thought it was the best date. Then the next next day she comes and tells you, "Sorry, it just wasn't working out." Do you want to go on a date again with that person? Like they they basically weren't who you thought they were. Like, imagine if you went on eight dates and then she told you. Wouldn't you rather want to know on the first date that what you thought the date was like was not what you actually thought? 
you guys weren't on the same page. So you guys were on the same page and like literally something as something like, oh, he doesn't he doesn't feel as strongly about Judaism as I do. Or like he's not a big enough Zionist for me. Like literally anything like that is enough for me to be like, oh, yeah, you were cool. I had a great time, but I don't want to see you again. Like, right. just not gonna I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like there are very small wait, wait, things, Jonathan, that could like play into it. But don't I, like think it's your fault is what I'm trying to say. It's like, but yeah. Jonathan, that is a really great point there. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan, it's not your fault. Can I also piggyback off of what Melody was saying? It's kind of like sometimes you can feel like you're having a great date and you could feel like it's it's amazing and you're vibing. But again, like Melody was saying, small things kind of add up and you're like, well, I don't want and I just you can internalize it. And when you talk to your friends sometimes about things that are important to you that you don't realize are important sometimes, then you realize that you don't want to go on a second date with them. I think also right now with dating, everyone's super sensitive right now. Like in any situation. So I in think, the world, we're super sensitive like, right I, now. I think, so I think anything could just trigger like a turnoff like that. And that, that which is like, which sucks. But I think example, more fragile right now. I think also back to what Melody and Julia were saying is that like you can you can have a really good time with someone, but still don't feel like you're compatible romantically. I have a good example if you guys want. Um, we hold this question over for like 15 minutes. Can we move on? Omri, no, Omri. Omri relax. One second, please. Omri, we're talking about it. This is what this class is. They this want is to really know. Um, yeah. I went on a date with a Jewish doctor. Successful. Wow, go you. You think I should just go get married now, right? But. Yeah, because he's a Jewish doctor. And we had a nice time. And we had we had. Something where I think a connection could have been formed. Um, he's intelligent. We could have good conversation. We talked for like seven hours, which is a long time to, to sit and talk with somebody. Okay. But he didn't believe that the coronavirus stuff was as serious as I believed it is. And he also had differing views on vaccinations. That was enough. For me to be like, I guess I'm not seeing him again because I don't feel safe. I don't feel comfortable. And when we have children, I already went to when we have children, we won't agree on a major issue. And I could see that the way that he was going to handle those issues wasn't going to be kind with me. So I didn't go on a second date and he got very upset. But that was enough for me to say I couldn't go on a second date. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but I knew that on our values weren't going to line up and that's what I could see right away. So there was, even if we had a nice connection, it didn't matter. It was like my major values with his values weren't going to line up. Natasha is not a shaper. So that's good. Yeah. You recognize the difference. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good thing. That's a good, uh, you say that that's kind of like what we're missing is that's the case most of the time that if the, The biggest reason that you it's something want. small. Yeah, it's not necessarily what you guys do. It's something more internal or that we don't see. So, so what one point to the- realize that there's something missing romantically. For one point, girl, when, you, is when it- a girl say they, they can't find nice guys, you have a nice guy in front. I'm not saying that. Yo, you don't go there. Guys. Don't go there, dude. Omri, no, that's a whole different thing because Omri, girls want a guy who is nice and compatible and there's a connection and their values align and what they want in the future align. Nice is just the word that we I, use to cover all of those I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm oh, just going to throw this I, out there. 
pick one fi- one point. But How are you going to find all of that out in the one and a half hours? Exactly. I spent seven hours talking to him, so I found out a lot, and then I decided. Okay, okay. Well, you did. You gave it seven. You gave it seven hours, but that, the typical date is not seven date. hours. The typical date is an hour and a half. And then the, the girl was like, "I gotta go home. Sorry, I gotta go feed my cat." Yeah. yeah so you can't you can't say that. That's not I, one date. Trust your judgment. You're smart. Trust you're smart. I'm not saying that. Every date you guys have went on after the first date, why didn't you go on a second date? All I'm saying is, you guys want a nice guy, right? Every girl says, I want a nice guy. You had a nice guy in front of you in one of those dates. Maybe he was a little bit more truthful than a not-so-nice guy. He told you things that he would that a, a not-so-nice guy wouldn't tell you on the first date, right? Because they're a little bit more closed off. They don't want to tell you those things. If you have a guy who's being honest a little bit more, take that for face value, Right? In a relationship, there is a 50-50. You, you have to have a balance. So I'm not saying that like you're wrong for not like agreeing on his viewpoints. All I'm saying is like it's a relationship. You got to balance. There's going to be some things you agree on, some things you don't. I, I don't think there's like one thing you, you could say that's it. That's all I'm saying. That's the only. Well, point. Jonathan, have you ever been on a date with a girl and at the end you just realized like you weren't feeling it, or like even during? No, hundred percent. I'm just saying like you know. Out of how many? One out of five? Yeah. But like, that's all I'm saying. It's like, what percentage? That was I, mean, I, think that, I think that there are certain things that you should be able to like compromise on if you're in a relationship or dating, but there are certain things that some people don't compromise on. Mm-hmm. I don't compromise when it comes to Judaism or like anything yeah, like that. So like what yeah. might be perceived to you as something small could be something that someone else thinks is very big and important to them. I so, agree with that. Fair point. It's very That's good a very- important to me for my man to have a Shabbos belly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Nice. <laughs> Molly, you should add it to your list. <laughs> Can I just say one thing? Molly, is that why you don't respond to my DMs? <laughs> <laughs> Molly, can we make Shabbos belly t-shirts? And I don't know what, you, if you want it to be like challah in the background, but I know you love your six pack. I really, <gasps> that is amazing. Okay. idea. Let me just say that that quote that Melody just said, I don't compromise when it comes to Judaism. Music to my ears. <laughs> hey, love love hearing it. Nah, Definitely nah. music to ours, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of us on the Zoom would, would agree. I was, was going to say, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that's, that's cool. Um, okay, so what, what are we up to right now? So we know how we're moving on because we want to give time for everyone. Do the guys can answer now. Now we can do some of the questions that the girls. Yeah, maybe let's guys. let's do that. Let's bounce yeah, to the on, guys, guys. Um, and do something like that. Maybe um, Dan, you have the you wrote you have the questions, right? I yeah. do indeed have the questions. Sorry. I do. Sure. You want you want? I can ask it to you. Oh, or yeah, I mean, Natasha, you can the ask girls him questions the question. to the guys or like another huh. guy's question to the girls. How do we a know girl question to the guy? Okay. Yeah. Right. How do we know if you're actually serious or just trying to hook up? And then, or we can answer what kinds of things would scare a guy off a first date? Which one do you want? Pick one. Which one would you like to start with? Do the scaring off one. I think okay. Scaring hard. off. Yeah. What would scare you off guys? How do we scare you off? I think it's personally very normal to think about like, okay, are they a good marriage partner right away? But if they bring that idea up on the first date, I'm like, okay, no way. Like I got a girl, I went on one date where a girl was like, yeah, I think I want so-and-so kids and I want to, 
you know, get married, you know, relatively soon. And like, that's perfectly fine to have those thoughts. But I'm like, I know your name and your job and like where you're from. That's not the fourth thing I want to know. Let that come up more naturally once I know you a little bit better. Right. I have a, I have a rebuttal to that. You. She wants to get married to Hold you. Up. You. Okay, so, you don't just don't got it. so don't plan our wedding on the first date. Got it. I, I mean, well, I plan it internally, too, in my head, but I don't feel like it's well, fair enough to share it out loud. We'll right. make wedding plans with our date. Yo, there's um, so there's an important detail that needs to be mentioned about that. Everyone that was in the WhatsApp group knows this because I mentioned it. I like I think it's important to bring up marriage if you're dating, uh, if you're going on a date with a Jewish girl who at least somewhat seems religious. And I'll tell you something. I went on two dates this past week with this one girl, and she's really nice and everything. And on the first date, I asked her because we were matched together on a matchmaking site, right? And I just have my profile there. It was, it was pretty funny how this all happened. But, you know, um, I asked her, like, hey, do you have a timeline when it comes to marriage thing? Because the undertone in a lot of these matchmaking sites is that, you know, you're expected to get married. And she's like, yeah, within uh, a year minimum, two years maximum, I want to get married. And I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that. So it was good that I asked it at that time because if I didn't ask it, who the hell – like, I wouldn't have known. I mean, it would have probably come up at some point. But, you know – I think it was something important to get out of like out of the way on the first date. That's like a very pragmatic thing. So obviously, it only it makes sense in certain con- certain context, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh wow! Any other guys have opinions? Anyone know, else? I, I, for, for the one story of it being a good thing, I can think of three where it was a bad one. Uh, okay, then it depends. Dude, I gave you when I think it would be a, a good situation. You obviously have a brain. You can use logic to apply that to the next date you go on. I yeah. agree with Omri with the part with like sometimes I think it's important like to let the person know, okay, just so you know, I am looking for like a long-term relationship or like maybe I'm not looking for it. Like to let them know on the first date, I think that's important because – like, if I say I'm looking for something long-term and the other person isn't, like, why go on a second date? Yeah, and that kind of transparency, really honestly, could probably alleviate, like, maybe, uh, no, I'm exaggerating, but it could alleviate about, it could alleviate a lot of, like, really weird issues and miscommunication between guys and girls. It's the first question I ask. I was going to say, no, I agree what you're looking oh, for, I- but I think what Jordan was getting more at is... Don't tell, like, your whole everything you want. Like, you can say I'm looking for a relationship or I'm looking more of to get married. Exactly. But that, yeah, I'm not saying – I think it's great to be upfront with your intentions. That way you're not wasting your time. But, like, don't – I want five kids. They're yeah. all going to be named this. So other other mm-hmm. than, like, the right, future, right, like, no, talking about, like, marriage or kids, too much in the future. what else That's is a there? Good. Mm-hmm. Any guys? Really, so, so I told them in the men group, I was like, I couldn't really answer this question because it really, maybe I'm not scared. Uh, you, I, I'm an open book. You can ask me whatever on the first Joe place. has no fear. Okay, so it depends really on the care. guy. Yeah, it okay. really depends on the guy. Like whatever Omri said or whatever Jordan said, like it doesn't really uh, bother me. I think the only thing maybe would scare me, you know, the kid thing. I don't know if someone said, hey, I don't want to have kids. Good for you. I I kind of do. So that would be maybe like a flag, but it would you know like it doesn't really scare me. So like there's nothing. So really like what what is something that like, not scare you, but like take you a kind of 
to be like, whoa. Other, other than like maybe bit. religious levels, I can't really think of something unless she said, "Hey, I'm a murderer." There's nothing. You could, <laughs> there's nothing yeah, that you could gonna, ask me that well, would that would okay. catch me off guard because we're dating, obviously, to get to know me. So to me, it really doesn't matter if you ask me on the first date or a week later on the second date. It really yeah. doesn't. And just to, to me, go off that okay, point. By, by the way, I don't know how old uh, Omri is or how old Jordan is. Maybe, maybe it's an age thing. I don't know. I don't know. How old are you guys? I don't know. So I'm 50. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm 23. But but Joseph, I wanted to ask if you know you want to have kids, and a girl tells you up front she doesn't want to have kids. Like for me, that's that's a no no brainer. No, sense. that's a turn. Yeah, no, but the question was what scares you. I mean, okay. Hold on, but, you you don't want her. That, you don't want her to want to have. Like you don't want her to talk about marriage, but then you want her to say that she doesn't want to have like whether no, she wants to have kids or not. Well, he's talking oh. about hypotheticals. Like, what if a girl said this? Right. No, but it's okay with me if someone talks about marriage. You. That's the problem. Is you guys are focusing. Like, if I say I, I'll talk about. I mean, I have no filter, so good luck for me, right? But um, I'll, I'll say whatever I want to say. If I want to say, yeah, I've been taking this dating class. It's called, you know, it's run by Aishlet. I do talk about this on dates. So, again, awesome. good luck for me um, <laughs> all the time. Well, you know um, what? You're open. You'll find that right person that way. Therefore, that's so, how you know. So the other than – When I said marriage, so. Well, so honestly, other than, other than anything – Yeah, if it what? scares the person. So I guess the, the answer is if it doesn't scare the other person, then you guys are compatible because obviously, like, you guys are looking for the same thing. So I guess – I think it really depends on values. Sorry, what were you saying, Sarah? I I think it really depends on each person's values and what could really scare the person. You know, I have something to add. Yeah, like I I think everyone has different values. I mean, maybe it has to do with family or like Jews and how religious you are, like what you like to do in your free time or how you go out. Like anything specific could scare off that person because it doesn't match up with their values. Right. It depends on how big the difference is from what you're expecting. Okay, I think right. the, Sam, what were you going to say? Sam, oh, yeah. I was going to say this isn't really necessarily something that would like scare me off. But I think I've been on dates with girls where it seems like they're not fully present. Like maybe they're thinking about something else. You know, maybe they're um, maybe they bring up a past relationship more than once uh, in an awkward manner. Maybe they don't mm. seem actively interested in getting to know me and seeing if I'm really, you know, worth it or not. And so, but that could be the case for a guy too. It's not exclusively for a girl, but I think that would be something that would make me not want to do a second date for sure. So. Right. Well, yeah, that's a, those are good ones. I think that's a really good one. Bringing up past relationships. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm guilty of that one. What like, early on, right after I got out of my relationship, it was easy to be like, I spent five years with someone. What else do I talk about? Except for everything that I did was with one person. Now I changed yeah. stories to a friend. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Dan, what were you going to say? A friend. Good move, Natasha. Yeah. Share about past relationships. In my, my, my opinion. That's well, tricky because I think if it's a really, if, Obviously, everyone's had a relationship that really defines some aspect of their life, especially if it's been for more than like two or three years, maybe. So like you can bring it up like that's not necessarily a problem. But if it becomes a focus when you're trying to get to know me, that could be too much, I think. So I've heard from guys that not saying thank you. I don't know who doesn't say thank you, but like 
when a girl doesn't say thank you, that that's just really like, that scares them away. Like, wow, that's a big red flag there. But that would be obvious for both parties, I think, just being appreciative. Um, what about texting too much? What if we text you too much? And on what's date, too much? That'd be weird. <laughs> on the date. I, I personally don't think that's a problem. But I think, I think expectations of, like, sort of like expecting the guy to text at the same level because you've been texting a lot could be a problem. But again, that's not specific to guys. That's just in general a problem, I think. So. Also, in I think general, that's also something you is that's personal. Like some people like. In general, so yeah. much of this, like on a first date, what scares you, what doesn't? It's it's very subjective and very um, you know personal per person. It's like what scares me. Nothing, by the way, uh, <laughs> may not scare someone else or, or vice versa. Like bringing up having kids, like I'm down for that. But if some people might be more sensitive to that, it's like there really isn't like a, a single, you know, list of stuff. Don't bring this up on a date. It's really it really comes down to how honest you want to be and how confident you are in your ability to articulate that and make the other person feel comfortable at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's like, listen, you can even start off by saying this, like, Hey, listen, I don't want to scare you, but I know, and I know it's our first date and all, but like, would you like, how many kids do you want? Or, or like, can I talk about my ex with you? And like, it kind of, you kind of just have to gauge it in the moment. It's not very, it's not very like, it's not a formula. It's not like, you know, don't, don't say these five times. And it just has to do with read the room at the end of the day. Like if you're with this person, maybe you were texting beforehand and you, and you you know them a little bit, or maybe it's a blind date. You just got set up like, okay, fine. Maybe bring up the kids thing, like on the third date or something. Like, I think it, it really just has to do with like everyone's own discretion and like, and, or, or your personality, like Natasha, if you want to bring up the old thing about your ex, because that's how you like, you know, subconsciously want to like kind of gauge no, this okay. or something, but like, I'm just saying, like, it's okay to, to talk about whatever you want as long as you're, you're making everybody feel, feel comfortable and it's not just, like, kind of out of the blue. And, you know, like, everyone's personality is different. But at the end of the day, you're, you're dating. We're, if you're dating and you're in this seminar, you're practicing effective dating and you just have to, you know, be calm and, and uh, know what you want to say when you want to say it. So... Wow. Can I ask the next question? How do we yeah, know yeah. If you're actually serious or just trying to hook up? Because um, I have an answer to this. We need we um, need answers because that's probably the worst one. I, this I does not apply to any of you guys in here. Not, by the way. Just like or just maybe it's think gorgeous. of your younger self. Think of yourself before Aishlit, before you got serious about dating. Think of those times when you were just. Yeah, I, I have a couple there. of answers and they're not Jack and Shira appropriate. Okay, well then filter them and, and turn well, them into. Well, then you can't say them now. We can save them for later. We can save them for later. <laughs> yeah, here's what I think. This is a good sign. Only put them in the group. I already did. I think some a lot of them. So I think um, among guys, especially when you're hanging out with your buddies, it's it's a huge thing to like talk about hooking up and t- and there's a lot of like pressure around that. Even it's a it's a lot of fun, obviously, but it's also like sometimes it gets played up a bit and. Um, you can kind of tell when a guy is really interested in hooking up because they they might hint at it more or they might not really be fully paying attention 
to the conversation. I think maybe they're being, <laughs> they're dropping more hints. You know, maybe they're just not really like, it doesn't feel like it's more of a get to know the person. It feels like it's more of hooking, about to lead to a hookup instead. Um, so, and then also a lot of guys want to go back and be like, oh, dude, like, there's this really hot girl, you know, and whatever. Like, that happens too. So, especially among younger guys, I think. I have a question for guys that I've heard regarding this topic. Um, is it true that there's like a three date rule where if you, um, no. there's like a certain mission you have in mind, and if you do not accomplish that mission within three dates? I've actually, no, 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 she's right. I've actually heard that that's the people, that's the mindset some people have when it comes to secular dating. Obviously, it's not something uh, that you can generalize, but I definitely know what she's talking about. It's, it's not the question, though. Can you let Melody, hold on, Melody, can you clarify? Yeah, yeah. let her finish the rest of the question question so like my point is, is that a lot of times because sammy mentioned times guys will put on some sort of like facade and act for the first few dates just so that they can get somewhere and hope that like they can land something by that third date so i think that's why like when we were discussing as as a group the girls like we actually had no idea how to tell because guys are so good at playing that game and coming off as if they're serious when in reality that's not exactly what they're trying to accomplish I that I condone this behavior. Fair point. You, should, yeah. you could like test the guy. What? You yeah. could test him and see how serious he is. And there's ways to do that. Like what happened? Elaborate. I think that Melody, with like with that idea, like I think a good way to test the guy out is is make them wait. Don't don't, don't Yeah, that that's one of them. If you're willing, yeah, but I'm not gonna waste my time going on dates with a guy who's like gonna dip after the third date because he didn't get what he wants. So like, I wanna. I'm just saying, I think you know that a guy's real if he's going on a, a third, fourth, fifth, sixth date. Like, I don't know. I would like to think no guy is gonna. She, go she's on. trying to sort. She's trying to short circuit the process and find out quicker. Some guys, they're just so unrelenting. You won't find out until later, and that just depends on what you want to put up with. Well, some guys are just assholes. Oh, I mean, duh. I'm going to say any nice Jewish boy that you find, especially in an H-lit or general like Jewish community like this. Might be named Gabe, for example. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I agree. Maybe not, Ben. Okay. They're probably not going to be playing you like with this mission in mind. Like, okay, three dates. I have this entire plan here. Like, and it's like. You know well, what? Guys, I think about agree. it like a formal plan. I think they just kind of like do it and don't. Yeah, think. but I, honestly, I think that when it comes down to it, it exactly. getting physical too, like it's really kind of instinctual. And like actually going back to a previous seminar that Jack and Shira, um, where they talked about like don't don't even touch them, you know, on the first date. Like that could be something that we could try. You know, I know it's not necessarily the norm, and and right. to be fair, that's more of a you know a, an Orthodox Judaism like notion however like it may be totally worth it to try that out in this kind of new dating zone that we have going on here i mean like i was gonna say covid makes it a little bit easier to do that too and like as an excuse yep good point eat in the park and sit six feet apart and just i I can't (laughs) i would like to add a few points here just to make um you all know like there's ways that we can actually find out if somebody's serious or not, based on, first of all, a lot of what you said, but here are some points. First of all, we can ask other people, find out through other people. Um, and that is, 
you know, research is really a good way of doing things. There's always a mutual friend that might know them. I really believe in um, having that kind of connection. That's how we do it. And I think it's really something that's, if it's possible, that's a, something that you should do. And you shouldn't feel bad for doing research, finding out about the person that you're dating. Um, if, if you know the guy's dating to marry is also a good sign. If he's talking about, not necessarily straight up talking about marriage, but he's giving off signs of a bigger picture in life. Uh, a college student is not giving off signs of a bigger picture in life other than he's going to, his dream of getting a career. But somebody who's already, you know, working can actually give off a certain picture of a, of, of a, a future, how his life's going to look like in the future. You know, the deeper conversations. This is already a sign that this is somebody who's dating to marry. You can never fully know, but these are points that I think are really important. Um, his religious involvement is a sign. It's not a proof. Some people are very religious or come from a religious background. Yeah, I'm about to say that. They can come from a religious yeah. background, but they're... Definitely not an example. They're not an example. No. So, um, but, but in general, religious involvement is a good uh, indication. Yeah. We can never know 100%. I'm just giving up some ideas here. Um, if he's focusing on values as opposed to physicality, what are the conversations? Are the yeah. conversations only about uh, touch, money, uh, how he looks, how you look? Physical, 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 or is it about something deeper? If it's mostly about physical, then he's also thinking about how to be physical with the person he's dating. Okay, so that's on his mind too. And I've definitely seen from a number of people that through COVID, yeah. they have exp this has happened to a number of people that have called me that through COVID, they dated a number of times online and then eventually they actually got to meet the person in reality and then they realized that the person's not for them. And I always mention how this is such a beautiful thing. Obviously, we don't want this environment, but you know, it's really bringing up the best of spirituality. You know, the, the COVID has been bad for us physically, good for us spiritually. COVID-19 has really given us the ability to uh, do things in a better way. Like when you actually see somebody before you touch them um and you, and you have a, have a conversation and you have a conversation and you, really them, and you really get to know them so then when it comes to actually meeting them in person so many things have already been opened up already and and you've the some of the excitement has of of having someone uh, has been pushed off already and and now you're actually just able to see the person for who they really are so these are just some some points that i think you can never really know yeah, there's no guarantee for anything, but I think it can give clarity sometimes. Giving clarity is uh, something that we want to look for, and here are some things, okay? so That was know, just I, to tap in yeah, just <laughs> to the conversation. Pointing in. Okay. So the one way to do it is to indicate that you're not going to do that for a very long time, if ever. And then if they're interested in that, then they'll stop. That's it. Say it again. Sometimes, That's a good sometimes I see it as a challenge, though. Oh, sure. So if they see it as a challenge, and you wait, and you, so first of all, you do have to wait in at least a reasonable amount of time, mm -hmm. and then what's a reasonable amount of time, dude? Natasha, 
Think about what you just said. If they see it as a challenge, this guy's like, oh, I'm going to try to change this girl. No, no we don't know. They're not going to tell you that. You know. If uh, said, oh, you're a challenge. challenge, we know. If you tell a guy that you're not going to do that for, you know, whatever it is, for months and – Yes, we, I talk about Aislet 24-7. I think the okay. – don't worry. Hold they on. get the five. He goes, <laughs> he goes on three or four more dates with you knowing that that's not in any type of near future. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he's serious. Yeah, then he has it in mind. You know? That's definitely a great – I think it's a good, good way to approach it. Generally, I think that you should uh, give the person you're on a date with the benefit of the doubt until they give you a reason not to trust them. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody like you don't go into it thinking, oh, man, is he genuine or does he just want to hook up? Go into it thinking, oh, this guy's genuine. And then if you read the signs and, and, and somehow and like Rabbi Jack said, like all he's talking about is like wanting to, you know, make out or like or, or he's being really handsy on the date. And it's like it's not consensual necessarily like then you know you can you can like reevaluate later but i think it's i think you should just trust them until they give you a reason not to guys you were asking also before about the the first date thing and it this conversation brought up for me this thought of like i think a lot of guys say that they're looking for a girl to marry and then they go on these dates but on these dates they don't put forth the effort to get someone worthy of marriage. Does that make sense? Like they're not, like I feel like a lot of girls put in hours of energy and effort to look good for the guy, to make sure they're ready and, and, and put forth effort for the date. And I've noticed a lot of guys are like very like whatever about things. Oh, I'll show up like this or kind of not only physical stuff. It's also like the thoughtfulness level of the date. And I, just want to put forth this idea of if you go into every date thinking like I want to treat this person in the way that like I would want to treat my future husband, wife, whatever. Like I know that sounds intense, but it's like this person could be your husband or wife or whatever. So put forth your best effort versus like kind of getting cynical and like, oh, I'm just going to get a drink with her. This is pre-COVID. But like treat things respectfully, not only like like. Put in the effort um, because the girl that you want for your wife doesn't want to be treated like every other girl or the way that you kind of just casually date about. So just a thought. Um, I think guys need to go back a little bit more to that kind of chivalrous old school style of dating and a little bit of putting in the energy and effort and things. Man, I think you should give guys a little more credit here. It's like the Uh, wooing. You got to woo us first. we, we, We asked the girl out. We plan the date. Maybe we pick her up. There's some stuff in the background. That's what I'm saying. Do those things. Those are great things. I think that it's hard for guys who do those things to realize that there are so many guys who don't. Yes. Wow. I do think think the kind of dates that people are asked on, like Netflix and chill, or I don't know, to go watch a movie is like not the... Yeah, guys, I never want to go on a movie for the first or to see a movie for the first three dates because the first three dates should be purely about getting to know one another. And if you're watching a movie, you're right. not doing anything to get to know one another. I agree no, I with agree you, with Becca. Where are you girl? <laughs> These guys. Like, this is so- 
Jenny, who is asking you to Netflix and chill? It's 2020. Oh, they're out there. Who's asking you out to a movie these days? I'm just saying. Oh, wait. Asking you means Netflix and like Netflix. But like, okay, let's say you're doing a picnic at the park. Bring some something funny that you guys can bring bubbles, bring her some flowers. I don't care. It's just do something that's a little bit different and a little bit more energy versus just showing up like in your like sneakers and your shorts and you're like, hey, what's up? Like, don't do that. If you if you buy the four dollar flowers and bring them to her, it doesn't matter. It's it will make her feel so much better and you will stand out from literally every other guy in LA. Uh, I will say that I entirely disagree with that. Okay. That's like the classic, like, I don't want to be, I don't want to put you in that category, but like (laughs) there's very often times when a girl thinks she wants one thing and is attracted to another thing. And that's the perfect example. If you bring a girl flowers on the first date, you're done. It's over. <laughs> like I think about it from a guy's perspective too, and I'm like, if a guy wants to take a girl flowers on every first date they go on, they're like, that's just like an absurd ex- expectation to have, in my opinion. If I were a guy, like I would feel bad for them. So, like, I do agree, Natasha, that it's great, like maybe down the line, but I don't feel like guys should have the expectation per se. Like every first date you go on, bring a girl flowers and like buy her diamond ring, like. I, <laughs> I'm saying make think, the date fun, make it cute. Yeah, I, I think, I think like one time I was talking to a guy and we're like, I'm pretty sure everyone here knows I'm obsessed with Diet Coke. And like, I was telling him how much I love Diet Coke. And on the first date, he brought me a Diet Coke. That's See, very that, thoughtful. I think that's, that's what Natasha's going to get again. Oh, that's good. That's like, do beautiful. something beautiful. meaningful and memorable for the first date for the girl. It was 50 and cents. It doesn't have to be something big. Difference. That's exactly it. Exactly. It. If you bring, if you bring her anything like that, that will mean so much more because it means you listened to what she liked yeah. and you actually did something to just be kind and thoughtful. We like, don't get I mean, a lot of the flowers. Can be like if you, her favorite flowers, you know, like if she was talking about it, like something, I don't, I don't. Right. I don't want to always have to be flowers on any date unless like they know that they're my favorite and it was relevant to something we were talking about. Yeah. If someone, honestly, if someone brought me and if we weren't talking about flowers, like if someone brought me flowers and someone kind of did like on the first date, first meeting, like I thought it was a little bit too much. Okay. Yeah. Flowers were not the best example. I'm, I'm just saying something thoughtful. Like, yeah. She means like, something that, you know, yeah, we understand yeah, know. that he's thinking. That's relevant. My ex for yeah. our first date. Okay. We met, we met on Tinder. This is a, here's the story for you. We met on Tinder over mm. seven years ago, six years ago. And we started talking and he said, I really would like to pick you up for the date. I said, you're a stranger. That sounds crazy and creepy. No, thank you. And then I said, I told my mom about this and she said, I have a really good feeling about him. I think you should let him pick you up. This is my Jewish mother who's always afraid that I'm going to get hurt. So somehow she had a feeling. He picked me up and he had a gift for me. And I was like, what is this? He had brought me tarot cards that his mom had designed because oh, wow. he saw on my Instagram that I like tarot cards. We dated for five and a half years and the thoughtful gift didn't freak me out. It didn't cost him anything. It's something his mom had made and it was whatever. But I thought it was so cute because he knew exactly what part of who I am as a person. If it's a Coca-Cola, if it's you were talking about just a little thing, it's nice to be thoughtful. And I think that we've lost that. 
I have a good question because I think we're we're on this for too long. Yes. Maybe not. Let's. This is a good question. Okay, you're on. You're dating someone for three months. Now the the romance phase. The the you know that what what do you call it again? The honeymoon phase. Honeymoon. Courting. Courting. Right. This is the most important part of the relationship. What is it that the girl is looking for? Ask the honeymoon phase. Right. Because now all that excitement is out of the way. You, you know all that like. What do you? What is the girl looking for? Women love to be complimented. I, I think, think they want I, to be like seen and understood. Nah. Yeah, I think women are looking for like emotional intimacy in terms of like connection. Like, understand that like you know the basics, and now you're trying to like you're trying to figure out how to like begin that phase of growing together. Listen. Also, we listen. Don't speak. Sometimes I think when we, like, in a relationship of, like, three months, you can say, like, it's that point where it's just the small things, like, just listening and understanding or just doing small gestures, as Molly was saying, like, compliment, just growing together. Small gestures also show that you're looking out for the person too you know you want to like build the trust so if you're looking out for the person you know you can trust them and like lean on them for whatever reason i like when guys open doors for me and especially post covid because i don't want to touch any of the door <laughs> well aren't you such a princess That's I, think also just showing, I think just showing that you want her to stay in your life like not just like she knows she's there already and like it's been three months but like doing things to like to remind her that, like, you want her to stay there. Right. Like, lock her in your basement. For Question on that, Becca? Yeah, just her down to a chair. <laughs> also, like, I can, say what I, personally, I can say what I personally, like, look for in a long-term relationship is, like, communication. So, like, when you're with someone for an extended period of time, I assume that you guys are going to have deep conversations and I assume that, like, you guys might have things that you disagree on. And I look at how those things are resolved and how it's, like, communicated throughout the relationship. Um, that's, like, the main thing that I look at. Right. Well, connect, uh, you know, communication is a I big I agree thing. with you, Melody. It's a very big thing. In general, in relationships, I feel like. I think that three months, including her in your world, too, like, she would want to know some of your friends. Maybe let her meet some peripheral people in your life. It doesn't have to be like your core people, I guess, if you're not comfortable with that. But that means so much. Like to me, that meant the most like being included in my ex's world, in his friends, in, in his life, because that means we're, we can integrate together. You know, at the beginning of a relationship, you end up just kind of building your own little bubble but you want to make it bigger and you want to see how would I fit in with your friends, with your family. That's, that's like a big sign for sure for women. If you want to show that you're committed to her is include, including her. Motion to move to another question. Yes. Motion to proceed. Motion uh, granted. Yeah. Let's do a guys to girls yeah. question. Guys, it's almost 10. Yeah, let's do, I see, wow, 9.47. We are um, hitting the late hour. 
But let's give it one or two questions and then, um, you know, we call it a night. I think it's, it's been really insightful for both. Again, not everyone has to agree with everyone and you have to understand what we have, you know, different individuals here. Everyone have their own things and I don't think that everything is, um, you know, a black and white question and answer. You know, you can find a lot of different, I would say, niches to one question or a few different answers to one question. One girl likes this, one guy likes that. It's just good to be aware of, um, I guess, the variety. Um, and hopefully you don't get too uh, confused. <laughs> now, let's do... Uh, so who is next now? The guys or the girls? Guys. The guys? Guys to girls. Guys. Your honor. Who's, who's next? Or what's the next question? Maybe Dan, do you want to ask? Yeah, I could just pick one at random. Yeah. Um, uh, not that one, Dan. Not just that kidding. One. Definitely not that one. Attention is building. Um, no well, Dan, thinking, I also want to say that, like, I can't speak for anyone else, but I would highly encourage, like, shit, it's frozen. Um, like, if any guys or girls, like, have questions that they want to ask the other one, to just ask, like, anyone in the group yeah and we'll agree this is your uh, team but again keep in mind uh, any of our answers everything's a little bit situational too yeah obviously i feel people yeah so, people should get that got it so, we have to do a disclosure yeah. okay so the question is it's a two-part question I can do it in two parts if you want. I'll tell you both the questions up front and then we can decide whether to approach them separately. Okay. Okay, so the, the two questions are one, what makes you decide whether or not you will accept an invitation to go on a first date? So you might tell one guy, yes, I'll go on a date with you. And one guy, no. Like, how do you make that determination? That's question one. Question two is after the first date, how do you decide whether to go on a second date or not? Didn't we answer part two already? <laughs> Maybe. I think we no, went to it. We didn't. We said no, right? I, I'm pretty sure you said. We why. said, we, okay, it was similar. It's a different question. Similar, but totally different question. All right. Forget about like, I really like. It's been, an, it's been like two hours, phone, guys. Which is what so. you're talking about. Part one is based on attraction. It's how attracted we are, whether we have good texting conversation, right. whether we've FaceTimed, whether it's I feel comfortable and, and I interested. It's just I interesting. Think that, like, the decision Wait, to let's, go on. Okay, time out. Let's for, let's, I've decided that we should do them separately. Let's do what makes you say yes to one person when they ask you out and no to another person. What are the what are the criteria and factors that go into that decision? I think attraction and compatibility are mm -hmm. what like would make me decide to go out with someone and then deciding if I want to go on a second date is attraction, compatibility and connection. All right. We need you to dive into compatibility first. My God. Um, like based on like what I know, like, do I know if like, um, like just based on what you know before the first date, like are they looking for something similar, like based on what I've heard about them from other people, like do our personalities work together? 
Um, are we like, you know, living close enough that it could actually work? Like, Maybe do you like similar things? It looks like yeah. you like similar things, similar interests, okay. religious levels. Let's look at the source of guys asking you out, right? It could be you met them at an event. It could be they slid into your DMs. Okay, I was going to, okay. So how someone also approaches will also make me decide like the first conversation, like the first approach will make me decide whether to or continue talking to them. Okay. So let's first assume that you met them at a social event of some sort, right? So how they approached you, uh, like talk to us about the weeds of that. I'll tell you what I look for. If a guy is very persistent and pushy and isn't respectful of my boundaries, like if they ask me to go to a bar with them and it's COVID era right now, and I say, no, I'm not comfortable with that. And they start hating on me because why don't you want to go to a bar? Or why are you so like, why are you taking it so seriously? And you're not respectful of the fact that I just told you I don't want to go. And I don't even need to give you an explanation for why I don't want to go. Then that's a serious issue. And I don't want to go out with you. It if you're very like understanding some- and you're like, oh, no problem. Sure. I completely understand whatever you're comfortable with. Uh-huh. Then, okay, yeah, sure. We can get that's somewhere. True. But like, you have yeah. to be respectful of people's boundaries. And you also have to be mindful of like, stop pushing them. If they're not responding to your text, that doesn't mean text them a billion times to try and like figure out how to go on a date. Like, you guys have to like it'll make that person maybe they'll come back and they're they need a second they need a little break or they're dealing with something but if you continuously text them when they're not responding then it's going to be the door will be i think that also like for example like i don't drink and so if a guy asks me out for drinks it's like yes it's annoying because that's what a lot of people do on first dates but that's not something i do so like there are plenty of other things that you can do on a first date so just like figure it out instead of being like okay you don't drink but you still want to go out for drinks like that's just like Square one. Melody said was perfect. And what Becca said too, if you don't respect a woman's boundaries, then if you're not reading the cues, she said she doesn't feel comfortable doing something, then don't do it. Say, Hey, no problem. What about, and then, uh, you know, picnic in the park. I, and then, Oh, is that something you're comfortable with? If you say, is that something you're comfortable with? Oh my gosh. That's like, I actually said yes to a date because he said that. And I said, well, I actually told Becca, I said, wow, this guy is respecting my boundaries. He's, he didn't make me feel bad. He didn't like make me feel all weird about just not wanting to go to a restaurant. He said, oh, no problem. If you're more comfortable, we can do this or this. And I was like, okay, great. Definitely going on a date with him. Definitely not going on a date with a guy who's trying to force me to go to a restaurant when I think restaurants are canceled at this point for me. Okay. That's a good bullet point. Don't be too pushy. Your pushiness could affect the decision. What else could affect the decision? I think it's also the thought that goes in the next date. If there's not a lot of thought from one guy and there's more thought from the other, I think that kind of helps differentiate who you need to go out with next. But I feel like you say yes before it even gets to that, right? It's like... Well, if someone's, like, asking you, like, already planning it, like, let's do maybe this, like, I was, are you comfortable with this and this? And it seems more thought out and planned... Versus someone is just, I don't know, Sarah, maybe you can elaborate a little bit and help me. <laughs> I have a question, follow up. What, what if uh, 
there's two guys. One guy is, in your opinion, really attractive, but a little pushy. But the other guy is less attractive, but more nice. Would you, would you pick the nicer guy or the more attractive, not as nice guy? How pushy? How pushy? What the? Not, not at the level where like, it's not like, oh, do you want to go to the bar? No. Why don't you want to do that? What's wrong with you? It's not that level of pushy, but or like um, it, you still get the sense they're not really respecting potentially what you want and what more care more about what they want to do. The nicer guy. And the nice guy. Yeah, I don't care how. No, I don't care how attractive you are. If you're not respectful or you give me like any sense of not being respectful of my boundaries, I'm I don't want to feel uncomfortable. Like if you want okay. a very large piece of advice, what Natasha was saying about like literally you can ask a girl anything and at the end of it put are you comfortable with that and you will be a million times more likely to get it like if you're sliding into my deal side that you want my number instead of asking for my number and you ask me if i'm comfortable with giving my number i'm now way more likely to give it to you because you're respectful and asking me if i'm comfortable with the idea uh, melody you just nailed it i like that absolutely Thanks. Melody, that was like the greatest thing that I've heard this whole time. <laughs> I like That's that. Don't demand it. Ask it. Uh, you know, we hear some good points here, guys. You know, I hope everyone uh, taking notes <laughs> for some things, at least. Uh, like, but guys, anyway. if you're going to take note on anything, take note on that that Melody just said, like asking if a girl's comfortable with something. Yeah, you're validating. It's amazing. I mean, that's you're how it works. You're making us feel, yeah, taken care of without even doing anything. Yeah, Dan, did did it end, answer your question in any way? Do you feel like you still want to hear more, or we can? Um, they, I mean, they gave us. I feel like there's a good way to have all of these discussions and answer all of these questions, and it's like it all has to be anecdotal, right? It's like example, 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 example. Yeah. One example. It was a great example. Other people elaborated on that example, but. If we go back to the question, okay, is uh, what makes you say yes to one person and no to another, right? That's a definitely not 80 to 90% of the time what it is. Like, oh, this guy's not pushy, therefore I will go out with him. This guy is pushy. Yeah. It's if one guy, if it, if one guy like, makes me feel more comfortable with whatever he's saying than another guy does. I want to yeah. go on a date with a guy who makes me feel more comfortable. For sure, I get that. Again, strong bullet point. But there's other bullet points missing. Can I can I ask the question back to guys? Would you rather no. a girl Wait, wait, wait. Would you rather a girl that makes you feel good over a girl that's attractive? Uh, depends on how I felt. Comfortable. Or a girl that makes you comfortable? What's your number one, attraction or feelings? Depends on my state They're of mind. Both They're both very important. Oh, that's a good question. Can't I, compromise on either. I think okay. I think for a guy, attraction is much more, um, you know, it's, it's different yeah, I, than the girl works. A girl is like, I would is, compromise on the good looks for a I, good person. I think the first thing that a guy would looks at is like we instantly look at attraction, and that's what makes us approach the girl. Of course, that's how guys. Work, and, right? and then, and then I feel work. like it's feelings and emotions that comes like right after. Of that. course, so like, right. If you're instantly attracted to someone, then every day you wake up and you see their face, you're going to get attracted again. It's like, as a guy, I feel like that's how it is, unless her personality is just really bad, right? Um, so I, I think that's when feelings start to come in. And then you start to build that love for that person. Yeah, I also, think keep in mind that, like, 
girls get approached by many people and there are usually many people in their <laughs> DMs and like trying to text them. So keep that in mind when you're trying to approach them or trying to text them. It's like it's a very big <laughs> turn off when Wait, Sheer and Rabbi Jack are laughing. No, 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 no. You're doing good. Go on. <laughs> no, I love like, what you were saying. It's That's so, it's like we are being approached by many people. So like you have to be careful with like the way that you're pushing us and you have to be careful with like, we're looking for ve- very different things because we have to sift through all these guys. Whereas you guys. Right. Mm. I don't want to hear that you didn't answer my question thing. Oh, we the don't question have- is... What are those things? And the question will remain. Basically, you're asking me, how do we sift through guys? Yes. How you make us feel. Guys, I'm laughing at Molly. I'm sorry. Molly, you're hilarious. You need to show something like that shows, (laughs) give us something that shows your personality and makes us feel comfortable with you. And we can't tell you exactly what that is because it's different depending on you and depending on us. Yeah, I don't think it's it's a question that you can really grasp on the answer. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of hard. Remember, question. <laughs> I don't know. My point is that we need we look, a list of examples, at- and okay, a list I of examples example. lets people categorize those examples into an understanding of the concept. Like okay. an example of a DM that, so, like, no, this I can. Would you like me to go through them? Yes. Figure out what this was not my question. I'm just trying to get a good answer. Dan, figure out what a girl is interested in, either by like, you know, like talking to people she knows or asking her questions or literally anything that you have to do is just like figure out what she likes to talk about and start to like figure out a way to like very comfortably and casually like bring that up so that it's you're you're already talking about something that she enjoys talking about. That's a good okay. example. It's a great bullet point. We now have two good bullet points. That, that's the point of doing some research about. And we're trying you know, to answer your question point. here. Don't Did, just say we, like. We also look at attractiveness, by the way. We look at someone's. If someone's DMing you, we're looking at their pictures. If you have no pictures, we're not going to DM you back because that's a stranger. <laughs> like. Um, no, also, we don't ever message a girl on Instagram and then message her on Facebook. If she didn't answer your Instagram, she's not answering your Instagram. If you message her on Facebook, you know what she does? She blocks you because it's creepy. Now you found her on two places and she feels scared and threatened. Um, yes. I, I have a follow-up question to that, Natasha. Is is there ever a scenario, honestly, where the only difference between creepy and not creepy is whether or not you find the guy attractive? If he, yeah. sends you, if he sends you a message <laughs> and you're attracted to him, it be great. Same message, but it's creepy because you're not into it. We could yeah. do a psychology study of that. It would be fun. Um, <laughs> we have two different photos and we send pictures and we can have someone who's on like a very high level of attractiveness and someone who's more average looking and see what type of DMs they get back. They probably will get different ones, of course. Wait, um, so, wait, Jordan, you're asking if someone what you find more creepy, someone who's, say it again, say it again. No, obviously answers will be different depending on how attractive the guy is or how attractive you find the guy. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the attractiveness does determine if it's more creepy. Like, I think the, the line of, of creepy. Like how interested you are. 
Right. Like I'm saying, yeah. like, is the line. Yeah, it's, a, it's a factor. It's a factor. Okay. So there's more leeway. Is that what you're saying? It depends on everyone. And like, for me, I don't care how attractive you are. This just goes back to what I was saying before. Like, if you can't take hints and like, you don't understand that, like, someone's boundaries if you're messaging me on like 10 different places then like to me that's a sign that you just aren't respectful and you don't have boundaries so i don't care how attractive you are but that's just not like it depends on every girl in my opinion so let's say you have a j swipe account and it's connected to your instagram let's just give you this example and you they don't you don't swipe on let's say the girl didn't swipe on you on j swipe so then you, but you can see her Instagram. So you click on her Instagram and you go and you message her in her DMs. If she didn't swipe on you in J swipe, it probably means that she's not interested. There was something that she doesn't think is compatible. The age range isn't, isn't right, whatever that is. But then if you've decided that you've, you're making the decision for her in a sense that you've slid into her DMs and it's a little creepy then because it's like, I've, if I want to, I'll swipe on you too. It's a it's a mutual thing. So if you've then slid into my DMs and you're in my little request section, I didn't I didn't consent to that in a sense. It's like I then you want me to answer and you want to comment on things. That becomes creepy. So I would say you want someone who's into you, right? No one wants someone that's not into them. So we all have to look for someone something that's mutual. Um, so don't, as in touch with saying, don't follow someone's. Instagram or requests on Facebook or any social media without permission. If like, if you girl, if you guys haven't been talking, I, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't give that advice to guys. I would do- or anyone. I'm just really? putting it out there. It's, it's creepy for I, anyone. Yeah. You don't want to do it multiple social media platforms, but if you find a girl attractive, you could add her and just message her. Like that's not good advice to tell a guy not to. I also, I mean, like, I get very overwhelmed with all of the apps and, like, I will have times where I just, like, don't touch any of them and then do and, like, have too many people on there and, like, yep. there are probably guys on there that would be a great match for me, but, like, I, I am so overwhelmed with it that I can't do it. So it depends on what a guy says if he, like, decides to message me on Instagram or Facebook or something. Most of the time, if it's just like, hey, saw you on J-Swipe or Hinge and like think you're really cute, like then it's it's nothing. It like that doesn't do anything. But if it's something that's like more original or like unique or funny in a not creepy way, which I don't even know an example of what that would be. But then it's I, I say then it's fine. I have an example. Of course, oh, Molly. Molly has an example. Thank, oh, no, thank you, Molly. It's like if. So I have pictures, for example, I just went to Joshua Tree the other weekend. Uh, I'm not trying to brag. But <laughs> if someone messaged me and went ahead and said, like, they slid in and went, like, oh, you went to Joshua Tree. Like, that's cool. How was it? Like, comment on, like, the fo- maybe one of their photos. Like, oh, like, low-key stalked you. Like, you went to ASU. Like, go Sun Devils. I don't know. Like, oh, you go to bars and get drunk? No way, me too. No, just kidding. Don't say that. I think, 
I, think I mean, it's, every girl is different, I feel like, in that yeah. aspect. But like, Rabbi has no idea what's happening right now. <laughs> Rabbi, does any of this make sense to you? Just pretend like it does. It's fine. Yeah, I lived on a campus for five years. Guys, you Oregon. forget that we, yeah, we lived the college like, life for five right. years, I think. Wait, um, you forgot that this is how they met. This is the... <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely not. This is the hush-hush secret. Wait, what? They met on track. Sorry. What? I was just going to say, if a girl doesn't add you back, it means she's not interested. If she doesn't follow you back on Instagram, you've become one of her followers. You're not some. So don't message her. That's it. That's like a good sign. Um, generally speaking, I'm not saying all the time, but I'm just saying generally speaking and message her on her story. Respond to a story. Don't send a message. That's a much better like, hey, that's so cool. Where is that place? I disagree. Okay, I don't know anymore. Sorry. That's just my thing. As you see, women has different, you know, you don't opinions. Know not everyone's You're the not going to get a direct answer, but like yeah. what Molly said and what everyone else has said, just comment on something that shows they're interested in, whether it's an app or um, their Instagram. I don't know. Like, I really like to play tennis. I post it on my story. It's on my Hinge account, whatever, and it get, grabs a lot of attention, and then their response to that gets my attention. And it shows we have a common interest. It also shows that, like, you, like, even looking at pictures, kind of like you took an interest in them. Okay. I'm going to be more practical about this. If you're a guy, shoot your shot. 100%. 100%. There is, you, the girls are speaking from the perspective of they get turned off by a guy that they're not into anyway. Right? So don't reach out because it's creepy. doesn't matter. If they're not going to go out with you anyway, message them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes it works. I'm just saying you can reach out. Just get the hint if yeah. a girl doesn't message. But also, in a certain amount of time, don't continue yeah. the message. To tack on to that, like, I think it's fine if a guy reaches out, but don't just say, like, hi, I think you're pretty. Because, like, girls are getting a million messages with guys saying, hi, I think you're really pretty. Like, that doesn't do anything. That's not unique at all. It doesn't make you stand out. Even if she thinks, like, yeah, you're kind of attractive, like, it, it doesn't do anything to make her want to talk to you because, like, a girl has a lot of guys who are pretty attractive saying, hi, I think you're really pretty. And, like, it doesn't do anything to make them stand out. So say don't look at say hi, cutie, or anything. Like, it's like a anytime. copy and paste response. <laughs> Question. We can change the topic on this. Dan, can we change or no? You want to stick on? I mean, it's not, it's all up to whoever. I don't even remember who asked. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. okay. You can go what, for it. I want to ask both uh, both parties. First, to the girls. What do you what what defines a man? And don't don't give me the oh he's nice. He's caring. Like, come on, we already know that stuff. What defines a man? Okay, and the answer. Integrity. Chivalry. Respect. Did you say what defines a man? Just one at a time. Bullet points. A good I man, like you chivalry. Say? Yeah. I love, I love chivalry. chivalry. So then I also can show respectfulness, too. I think when um, someone's very ambitious. Can you write about what they do? Mm-hmm. I would say confidence and self-awareness. Family man. Thoughtfulness. They have a direction in their life. And like they're not just sitting around doing nothing. Even even if maybe they're in between jobs, they kind of are still persistent of wanting to do something. They show that they care about other people. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. 
Oh, that they can do stuff on their own. They don't need their parents to do it for them. Independent. Yeah, independence, right? Yeah. Okay. That they're they're good at listening to like what you say, like what I said about how like on a first like this guy I was talking to, I told him how much I love Diet Coke, and he brought me a Diet Coke on a first date. Like if if they listen to what you say and they turn it into something else like that. Actions. I think also girls want to be asked questions like about themselves so that they can like share and reveal who they are. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And okay, so a follow up to that, what do you think? What do you think a guy needs to do to get very deep with you to really understand the core of you? Keep asking because- questions and just constantly listen to what we say. Ask questions about what. Sorry, what? Yeah. I said your family. Ask about your her family. Ask questions about things like try like ask her about what she cares about, and then which with each thing like go deeper into that. I think also doing activities with a person rather than just constantly being asked questions. Like the activities get you more comfortable with the person. Personality comes out without you even asking the questions, and then once everyone gets that certain comfort level, then you can start asking more of those deeper questions. Doesn't all have to be on one first date, first two dates. It can just be throughout. Once after all the activities are done together, you get that comfort level. So go hiking or play tennis versus watching a movie, the first date. Cool. I still think that we should bring bubbles to the date, like Natasha said. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love like not COVID you friendly. You can go to the ninety nine cent store and get bubbles. <laughs> That's I one of those things. That'll make you stand out. That'll make you stand out. Hey, do you mind if we blow some bubbles? You know what? Honestly, if a guy brought bubbles to a date, you know how much I would talk about it with my friends? (laughs) He will definitely stand out. (laughs) It's something not COVID friendly. I was just trying to think of something and I was like, Something easy you, and cheap that costs nothing, right? Or you can get a bubble machine. Like the one that runs. It's so funny. I just took my kids to... You don't need to to DM them and say, hey, you're pretty. You say, hey, I have bubbles. You want to kick it? (laughs) Yes. Exactly. (laughs) Bubble guns. That would be... I know Gabe is bringing up his next date date that I go on. I don't care. That's what I'm doing. What qualities are guys With anyone. Next time he goes to hang out, he's bringing bubbles. Hey, Gabe. I like your bubbles. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, see... what an icebreaker that would be if you're like using bubble guns at the first five minutes when you're uncomfortable. Nobody does that. Nobody does that. No one does that. It would be amazing. I like weird. I Gabe, I told you, I lead with my weird. That's the way to do it. Bubbles. There you go. Take notes, gents. And every single one of us, the next day we go and we're bringing bubbles. <laughs> Seriously. And you got to update, obviously, the group how it went and what if, if you got a second date, you know? No, um, if a guy just said like bubble fight, Whoa. then you can see if they have a sense of humor or not. If you bring a bubble gun and the girl is like, ew, what's that? She's not the girl. Then I would want, yeah. Sense of humor no is sense of humor. Cute. No sense of humor. Can I ask a question? So how much initiative should girls take? Oh, like if a guy... If a guy likes a girl, is he definitely going to ask her out? Or does he also, like, want to see initiative from her? Good question, Chloe. Guys. I think it's always nicer if the girl does take initiative, but it's very rare. So you feel the obligation is to ask her out. But I think most guys would love it if the girl's 
were kind of straightforward and that they were interested. Really? I agree. Yeah. Because a lot of guys don't know for sure. So being reassured is really helpful sometimes. Literally, if you just said, yeah, it like, because I feel like, oh, am I being like annoying because I, I asked her first or I feel like I have to ask her on another date. If she was like, hey, I'm still interested in doing something, then I'm like, okay, I got my confirmation and now I'll go in the show. What shade. about for like the first date? What do you mean? Like a girl asking a guy out on the first date? Yeah. I would that's, say yes. I mean, yeah, but also I'm not really, I don't put a lot of pressure on you guys in general. Like, is that a turnoff for you or you, do you know? No. What, no, are, there, are there are there any guys that don't like it? If like a girl would ask a guy out on a date, not like a second or third date. Like I'm talking about like, no, personally, it's, I'd be down as independent woman. It's, it's a huge turn on. Yeah, it should hold your yeah. hand first. Like, it shows it shows us that you know what you want, right? I think it's hard for girls to do that because a lot of girls are like constantly and consistently being asked out by guys all the time that like it's already kind of overwhelming. And then to like go out of our way to like ask a guy out is like it I don't know. I don't know if any girls feel like that. That's good to know though, because I always felt like I was okay. if I, I were to, I would Becca. be too annoying. It would turn them off. What if we what if oh, we hold your hand first? What if we're on a date? Let's say it's been seven dates, whatever is the appropriate time. Literally just to hold your hand. Um with gloves, if, with, with with a glove, gloves and hands with the gloved hand. What think, would you be like glove, oh glove, God, guys. hold my hand no, first? I think anytime the girls take the lead, it, it like eases your worries your about anxiety. It. Okay. Or, but do you guys oh, what like about if you're not interested? I think you like the chase. I think I truly believe you guys like the chase and that's like that if you don't get to completely chase the person and run around like crazy, then you're not interested. I think there's fundamental well, that's I think so. there's like two two very common types of guys. There's guys who like the chase and there's guys who are have more anxiety about the chase. And I think it's really hard to tell early on whether the guy is all about the chase or needs the reassurance. So some guys are just different. I mean, I don't know, but yeah, if you could have a girl who reassures you, if she's reassuring about who you are as a man, you don't want the chase. Like that's of course, if you're taking it seriously, right. If you're just looking to mess around and go on it, you know, like hook up with her, then yeah, you're right. But if, if there's a man who's like looking to take things serious, he doesn't want to chase. Right. He doesn't like, for example, let's say you're 20. Okay. Let me put it in perspective. You're 28, 30 years old, 32 years old, right? You're kind of at, at the point of your life where you're taking your job seriously, your family seriously, right? You're, you, and the last thing you want is to mess with a girl who's like iffy. You want to take your life seriously. So we don't want to chase at that point. I think a guy wants to take things seriously, Did but that's maybe yeah. The chase, honestly, is like an appeal when you're in like college, more chasing the hookup. I think when you want to date seriously, you're not like, oh, let me, you know, Hunter, like, make sure I get the girl. It's just like, let's see if we're compatible. It's more real. Like, How do we know if you want to date seriously? How do we, what signs can we look for? Wait, can I add that? one thing? Can I add one yeah. thing before we change to that question? Um, so I agree that if you're dating seriously, you don't want the chase. But that being said, there's also um, 
you don't want the girl to be too available, which I know is like, I don't want to be saying that because I wish it weren't the case, but it's just human nature. If someone's too available and it's like, why do you like me so much? You know, what's going on here? So you have to find the balance. I think personally, it might just be me. Natasha disagrees. I'm not saying that they should, Natasha, I'm not saying that they should play hard to get at all by any means or play games. But if they're like so eager that you're like, dude, chill. Like you should be being pursued by other people that are cool and somewhat attractive. What am I missing? I'm telling you, like, I mean, you're, you know, you studied psychology, so I don't have a leg to stand on here, but I believe that that is an evolutionary, evolutionary thing. I, I agree with Dan on this. Interesting point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, anyway, so, we so basically for us girls, in order to make sure that we can get the guy that we like and have feelings for mm-hmm. and whatever, we need to play hard to get in, in many senses, obviously in well, the physical senses. Not be necessarily. No, I, don't, I don't think it's playing hard oh. to get. I like, think it's like distant. Well, I think it's like, for example, like if a guy is texting me right now and wants to FaceTime because like he wanted to FaceTime tonight, <laughs> hypothetically, like, and I say, I can't, I'm on like another call that I want to be on with a bunch of my friends. Like I, I can't FaceTime with you because I'm like with my friends right now. So I think it's like partially that, like make like you can't, you can't give up other things that you want to do for a guy. Like it has to be like, it's not. Anything that we're like doing in terms of like talking to or being with a guy is like on on our time, so that he can't just like ask and has it. So you're saying that it shouldn't be a priority. It's not that it's not a priority. It should be a balance. Follow up question. Go, Joe. Uh, Don't be a pushover. Texting versus phone call. So, some people, so obviously this could be, depends on your opinion, right? Some people love to talk on the phones. Someone mentioned like someone had a question about texting all the time. Uh, there's some conversations you just can't have by text, right? You got to have by phone or whatever. But I guess the main point of the question is just how is how early, I guess, how soon, I guess COVID changed all of this, but assume it's not COVID. Uh, how soon is it to, I guess talk on the phone i think you need to ask the person because it's a very that's a very personal maybe i don't know i mean at that point you've met them three times you kind of got a comfort level sorry i'm like so dark i don't know what's going on my computer but i think it kind of gives you like a grasp of where the comfort level stands and how much you really have in common with the person and like if things can really move forward anyone who disagrees with me please feel free are you no, talking I about before you go on the first date or after you've already No, 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 started? no. You've, no, let's say you guys have gone on a date or two, let's say, one or two. Okay, then I think you can have a conversation about it. Yeah. I feel like there's some people who just don't like it. I don't know. Like, I'm just curious. Some people also hate texting. So, no, having that conversation, and I, I feel like if I would have had that conversation with certain people, people in the past 
like certain guys in the past, it would have made it a lot smoother because I'm someone who texts a decent amount, but then someone who I was talking to in the past is not a texter and I would get upset. So just knowing, knowing everyone's like level of comfortability. Does that make sense? I think also like if maybe I'm not answering your question, I think like if it's a normal, like non coronavirus time, um, like, like I, I wouldn't like if a guy called me like during work hours just cause it was convenient for him. And then I like couldn't talk or if I like, I don't know. I like when someone like if we're texting and he says like, can I call you right now? Cause then it's like, yeah. you're like, you're saying that yeah. you want to talk on the phone, but it also gives a girl permission to say that she can't talk at the moment. Mm. No, for sure. Like I'm at the desk. I can't talk. I have a day job. Like I can't, you know, in the middle of the day, but so exactly, like let's say it's the middle of the day and then, you know, hypothetically, let's say someone's trying to have a serious conversation by text, uh, but this person, you just can't have some conversations by text, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. So, um, you can also ask, like, um, like, can we talk about this on the phone when you have time? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the best. My thing. advice when it comes to, like, having serious conversations over text is, like, from personal experience, there can be a lot of miscommunication. So, like, if that's exactly what I'm getting at, yeah, you don't even have to be like, "Hey, do you want to talk on the phone?" It's more so just a matter of like to prevent miscommunication. I'd like to have this conversation over the phone. Can you let me know when you're available? So, just backstory: I've done everything you guys said, and I still got a "Hey, I don't think I'm being unreasonable right now." So, you ladies come up with every excuse. I'm just saying, some ladies come up with excuses. So she's probably someone who hates talking on the phone, or like is doesn't feel like she could say what she needed to say on the phone, or like that she's not good enough at vocalizing it that way. So, wanted to have that conversation over text, which I think. Like, personally, my opinion is that's, like, a bit immature, but I guess, like, to each your own. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Rebecca or whoever said that, um, ask the person if they're available before you call them. Because someone called me the other day during work, even though I wasn't, even though I was getting off work early, just not that day. And I literally texted them asking if it was a butt dial. So, (laughs) you kind of just want to, like, see... Feel it out first. Ask the permission. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm I'm thinking of a specific... Anyways, I'm just thinking of a specific conversation that, like, went bad only because this person started asking, like, continuous serious questions. And it's like, do you want to see me so we can talk about it? Or do you want me to continue answering your questions as texts are flying back and forth? And I've done – I did everything Melody said. But, uh, yeah. This then I think, as Becca said, then she's just someone who doesn't want to talk her and not about you. And doesn't yeah. feel comfortable it, and it, but this person was like, I don't think I'm being unreasonable right now. And I'm like, okay, well, okay. Then that's yeah. their and it's problem. on her, not you. Yeah, I'm thinking she she like, have a problem, we'll yeah. That's her yeah. problem. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it yeah, it, it, it basically went south from there. It kind of, just, <laughs> we just like met up to discuss and it just, it, it, it just blew up in her face, I think. If she, if she had just waited for me to just like, you know, it was weird. It just killed the vibe. Yeah. Yeah, don't kill the vibe. I mean, it sounds like you were doing everything right there. 
Yeah, I tried, but when someone's like, hey, I'm not doing anything wrong, just answer my questions. And I'm like, uh, I can't, and I don't like. confusing I, and move on. Her problem. I don't like to answer. That's I, really I, rude, honestly. I have to talk to every girl on WhatsApp so you can do voice messages. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> voice messages, messages are, are great. Huge. That's actually a good point. You can do that over texting. Yeah, it can, but it disappears. It's all expired. expired. Hey guys, really good. Great transition to a question I have. It's very general, um, but I know it's a, a lot of people have opinions on it, and that is green message bubbles. Mm-mm. It means you're poor. Get an I'm iPhone. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> no, because then you can't right FaceTime there? with them. No, no. Omri, you heard me right. Get an iPhone. Get an iPhone. WhatsApp. Get an iPhone or do WhatsApp. No. WhatsApp. No green bubbles. Oh, my. I'm just joking, but I like sending stickers. Stickers are pretty great. No, I also hate it because I don't have service in my place, so I can't, like, message my people who have don't have iPhones. I think I think the thing that I'm learning the most about this session from both sides is just communication. And if there's lack of communication on the other side, then that's the answer. Like yeah. if there's no yeah. communication, yeah. that's your answer. And if there's communication, then we're not gonna have this like this this conversation tonight wouldn't exist if of course you didn't have a conversation if you didn't have a communication issue also my my zoom froze when i said this earlier but so i don't know if anyone heard it or not but i think like we're like we have this amazing group of us that like we have this resource to be able to just like ask each other questions about like if we have a question about like the other gender and like not understanding something like we can ask each other yeah if you guys have anything like anyone wants to talk about anything like a specific scenario and get like, I'm going to say my opinion or any, any other female or any other opinion, I am welcome to, like, I'm open to hearing that specific scenario to help you out better. That's for Beautiful. anyone. Thank you, Julia. I think That's sometimes, because right now we are generalizing and I think some of us also need that specific scenario answered. Of course, that's why I think when we learned about the, you know, when we were talking about the team, you know, so it's important to have that kind of support, that kind of person that you'll be able to go back to and ask questions, you know, and like hear someone else's perspective that's not necessarily inside your own story and, um, you know, have a clear understanding of what's happening as well as not having any agenda, you know, and, and to make sure of that, you need to make sure you have the right person to ask. So that's, that's also why I'm going to say this guys, that is why girls talk to their, a big part of why girls talk to their friends is to one, hear it out loud for themselves, but also get an opinion because our friends will tell us, they'll tell us what's real about it and what they see if they've met the guy or what they hear, if they hear any red flags or because they want our best interest at heart. So it's kind of like an objective opinion. So that's why we talk to our girlfriends. Yeah. I mean, guys do less talking, I guess. But uh, yeah. So, I don't know yeah. if guys talk to their friends about their dates with girls. So. No, never. No, of course not. Absolutely not. not. Hey, guys, you know, the level of detail that we do, though. Wait, so you're serious? Like <laughs> I'm you, disclosing you... it. That if you... We will tell every detail to our friends, our best friends. So just be aware. Just, just know that. That's every little detail of the date. That's, that's why no, I always no, say no. that you, 
That's why we'll I always say the, you got to be in your best be behavior. Surprised. We'll tell we'll tell the highlights and the lowlights, not not just the general not everything. Stuff. Oh my it, god, she was so awesome, or like this ridiculous shit that she said. That that's the things that will come up. Oh no, we go into like first we did this and then we did this. We go into to like every minute. Well, we here you go. You just I think learned, this is a friend's episode. Every conversation we had. Yeah, you just learn a lot about women. I feel like here in this chat as well about men you know we we work mm-hmm. very differently so if anyone will tell you the men and women are the, the same here you go you got the answer we're definitely not the same we think differently and it's important to recognize the differences and work with it in order to be on hopefully the same page and understand each other and be open to hearing um so i think we're gonna wrap up tonight it's at 10 32 that was i think a lot of fun i am hopefully uh Guys and girls got some something out of it um, and some good conversation and communication. And, you know, from what we've heard in the past and working with a lot of girls throughout the years, you know, a lot of questions come up, a lot of uncertainties. And you know what? If we, they were all able to chat with groups like this and really get some insights and get some education, things would have been different, you know, and people can have hopefully better experiences going forward. Um, And again, I'm not saying everything is going to be like perfect, hopefully, but, uh, you know, there are challenges all the time. And like we said, not every question has a concrete answer. You know, every woman is different. Every every guy is different. Um, But at least to have a general idea. And of course, that's why we have the team and have someone that we can ask and really get a close up um, on what goes on and hopefully analyze everything and know what to do going forward. Um, Would you like to say a few words before we end up? I think that's it. It's been awesome. I've just like to I've just been noticing how based on your conversation, how um, for, for guys, for guys. Uh, it's so important to understand that we actually market ourselves um, when we meet, when we, when a guy goes out with a girl, he's marketing himself. He, his name is now going to go to 10 other girls that yep. are prospects <laughs> for you if this date doesn't work. So exactly. it just shows that we have to really be on our best behavior uh, when dating. Yep. And it's something which I've always been teaching. We've been always teaching, yeah. but it's been uh, emphasized a little bit more now. Which is, you know, whatever you do is going to be spoken about to many girls and they're all going to know about you. So, especially in the Jewish community. It's like sometimes, like, I know one of my friends, like, she will, she'll talk with a guy and she won't think that she's interested in him, but she'll like market and be like, oh, I think he's interested. So, we also, yeah, Yeah. we help each other. Yeah, it's a big mitzvah, too. It's an awesome thing to do. Yes. It's a great team. I know we're about to end it, so I was wondering if I could like posit one more kind of overarching question yeah. that could go into the, the whole the whole thing here. Go go ahead. I mean, we're already late anyway, so who cares? If anyone yeah. is really tired, you can, you know, uh, leave. It's it's totally fine. So um, my yeah. question is: is there is there a stigma with dating other people within the age lit community? Ooh, that's a big question. We'll let some other people answer because it's a question that I'm faced a lot and you're faced a lot. Um, so let we'll let you answer. Anyone here want to answer before maybe I say something or you? <laughs> it's a very tough one. Yep. Anyone? Coming into HLIT, I would say I was told 
um, that there's kind of a sort of environment where everyone is really close and very connected with each other. So it's very important to move with caution, caution. and oh, oops, um, and just be very careful with kind of making sure that your friends before you go on to anything else because you, I mean, at least for me, it's like coming into a group. I want to make sure that I've established like a, a good solid friendship with everybody and not acted in a way that like doesn't allow for me to interact with everyone on a good standing. So, and I've also just heard that, yeah, there is a big kind of general consensus that Ashlet dating is, is, you date outside of Aishlet. Aishlet's like a safe space with lots of friends. That's kind of what I experienced so far. Okay, that's okay. Natasha. Thank you so much for, for your uh, you know, input on that. Anyone else want to say anything? Because I definitely have things to say. <laughs> But, I was just going to say, I think dating one person in Aish is like dating everyone in Aish. Just because it is such a small community. Like, like it's not really private. Like... You know, like, like, yeah. Yo, but not everyone. <laughs> I don't know. To, not everyone who comes to Ishlit comes all the time. I mean, you might have people who are there once a month, there once every couple of months. And That's true. It's like presence. He's right. I think yeah. as long as you go into it knowing that, like, like I don't think you should go into it unless you're like. Like, if it's something that, like, you want it to be very casual and, like, you're not sure about what the other person thinks, then, like, don't do it. Not a good idea. But if you're – if you can, like, openly talk about it and communicate and say, like, okay, if this doesn't work out, we're still going to see each other all the time. Are we okay with that? And exactly. Then, I, I think, Becca, you you have a really good point, and I think I've, I've said that to so many <laughs> by now um, because – We feel, and I'm speaking on your behalf, you can add whatever you want. Mm -hmm. um, it, you know, we created this community. It's a safe space and everything. But we also don't want it to be in a way that it's like a taboo. You know, no one is allowed to, like, date anyone in the community because people voice their fears to me and say, like, you know, I love this so much. I don't want to mess up. Meaning if I know that I'm, let's say, dating this person and it's not going to go well. I'm, I'm going to have to make decisions because if they're going to be coming all the time, I'm going to have to not come and miss out, you know, or the other way around, or I'm going to have to see them all the time. Um, and I find that, of course, it's a very good and valid point, and it happens to people. And let's put it this way. People have dated within Aishlit in the past. It's not like it never happened. Um, but going back to what Becca is saying, a lot has to do with the consideration and understanding that we're all part of kind of like this community or whatever, and we want to make sure that it's not going to, at least to the best of, you know, your, I guess, abil ability uh, and control to make sure that it's not going to affect anything after if something doesn't work out. So that's why I feel like it's really important for guys to be at their best and girls also to be responsive and being open about their feelings and about what they want or don't want. So guys also don't have to like, again, uh, try to do the guessing games and try to figure out what we feel. And again, to do with guys, 
just to make it much more open space for people to be able to do that. Because at the end of the day, if you do feel that there is someone, let's say in the community, that you really think can be a good fit for you, you should make the effort. I mean, whether you're a guy or girl, sure. whatever, but to maybe pursue it in a, you know, kind of like low key, but just to see what's what the outcome. You're going to see them. So there are options. Now it's a little different because there's not much of meetings, you know, there's no, not much events or Shabbat meals. Um, but I definitely think that this is something that has to be pursued. And we were contacted many times. I mean, me, Rabbi Jack, like, hey, I like this person or that person. What do you think I should do? How do you think I should go about it? Like, I know you know them better. And we always try to make it the easiest and the more, I would say, like the most natural. And if it doesn't work out, we always say, it's okay. I mean, you try once, twice, three times, but try to make sure that you, you're genuine and you're authentic. And if it doesn't, you need to know how to move on. That's all. I also want to say that you should specifically should date with somebody in Eichlitt. And the reason is because they're most compatible to you. So if you find someone that you like, never have that fear which will hold you back from dating them because... Actually, compatibility-wise, that person's fitting into your algorithm the most. Better than any J-Date or Hinge or any of the others. The algorithm of the fact that you both are coming, and I'm not saying this because uh, I have an interest in mind. It doesn't, it's nothing to do with, actually, I'm, I'm also concerned that it might not work out, right? But that concern can't stop you from succeeding, succeeding in life. It's like saying, I'm not going to work because maybe I'll fail. I mean, this is an opportunity. This is a place where there's people like-minded. We're talking about people that are all studying about the effective dating series. Okay, so they're going to be similar-minded. They're on the right path. That saves so much trouble. So if you find someone attractive to you yeah. in this program... There's many people that say this, I've never found anyone that's for me in the program until they find someone that's for them in the program, right? <laughs> yeah. But if you do find someone that's attractive to you in the program, and, and we have big Shabbats, we have big things going on. Hopefully going back to it. We hopefully going yet. back to it. Those are the first people that you should look into. And the fear of, it, what if this is not going to work out, is a fear of not living. It's a fear of saying, oh... I shouldn't work because maybe my work will fail. I shouldn't, it's like, it's like saying don't live. You yeah, should. we have to know how to take risks in life. And I think uh, as human beings, we always take risks. You know, for any sure. of you that moved to LA for a job and you don't have a family, you took a big risk. You know, we also did uh, when we moved here, not knowing what we're even going to be doing here. Uh, we knew we were going to do something. But um, anyway, so that's, I think, uh, uh, good that's question. my opinion. Yeah. But... I'd love to hear any of you add to that. Gabe, if you have anything that you Yeah, would you know, like honestly, I completely agree with Rabbi Jack. I think that um, there should be absolutely no stigma whatsoever. I hear what Becca's saying where it's like, yeah, you know, you might, might run into someone you, you, know, you, you already dated and it, it could be awkward. It could prevent sure. you guys from going. But at the end of the day, I think Rabbi Jack is completely on the nose with saying that like, the people that are at HLIT are the people we're looking for with the values we want. And like, you know, you can, you can swipe it up on hinge all day long, but at the end of the day, you're going to find someone who keeps Shabbat at HLIT. And if that's the values you want, then ask them out and don't, don't think about like the awkwardness. Cause, Oh, we're all a family. I don't want to ruin the dynamic. 
that okay. I don't think that uh, I don't think that should be top of mind whatsoever. I think what should be top of mind is that Aishlit is basically one giant uh, Shah Khan in itself. <laughs> yes, I agree. Well, that's that's how people look at us. You know how many well said, Gabe, requests well and, and uh, emails that we have from random people like, hey, I hear you have such a big community. Can you like help me find someone like are you willing to meet with me and get to know me so I can you can see maybe you can find someone and I always say, you know, uh, obviously whenever we can. It's like I say, yes, of course. Um, because people do understand when you have a lot of Jews, you know, learning and growing and working on themselves and do have some education and, and talk between them, it's definitely going to be better than finding anyone out there that's not going to line up with your values. Obviously, you have to be attracted to them and the whole thing. And we spoke about everything. But uh, yeah, I don't think it should stop anyone from doing things in the right way. I think it's all about risk management, right? It's like, there's obviously a big risk. And yeah. if it doesn't work out, if you get rejected, it's awkward. Or if you date and then right. it doesn't work out, it's also awkward. Right. So, But there's it, also big reward too. Of course. That's what risk management is all about, the reward. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you just don't take risk. So uh, the point is that there's a few ways to mitigate the risk. One is, like, if they're not into you, then it would be good to know that before the rejection so that it's not awkward, right? So hopefully you're friends with someone that's friends with them that you can talk to. And then it's not as awkward if you didn't talk to them directly, right? Like they could float the idea by the person. And if they're like, no, they're not into you, it might hurt a little, but it hurts less than if the person said it to you. And then it's awkward forever for not just you two, but potentially everyone. Um, so there's that. And then I think there's also a certain level of, um, research you can do to see if it's a potential, uh, long-term fit, right? Like, do you have shared values? Like there's certain things that, you know, are requirements for you. So why would you ask them out and find that out in a dating scenario? If they're in your quote unquote family, uh, you could, there's a lot of ways to find that out beforehand and then you can avoid the whole situation. Exactly. Uh, and that's what we're talking about when we say do research, especially when it's within your community, it's much easier. Even if you just reach out to their friends or any of us, we're probably going to be able to give you more information than any, any stranger out there. 100%. Totally. By the way, I just wanted to say one more thing. Um, the thing about green messages was totally a joke. If they're a quality NJB, don't base it off the color of the text messages. Just use WhatsApp. <laughs> Which is kind of green anyway, yeah. So It's also green. <laughs> That's true. Just wanted to say that. Okay. Uh, awesome. All right. Wow. That was an um, we'll ins- insightful evening. I think this is like the record, 1046. Um, so we're gonna wrap up thank you all so much for being open for speaking and looking forward um, we'll update you what's next